Welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. I wasn't sure about reading this book for a long time because of the controversy behind it. It didn't sound like my type of book, to be honest. But this is why I challenged myself to read it. Because how can I judge something that I haven't even read before, even if there is backlash about this book? So she was criticized for the way she may have come off, which would be a little preachy, telling women to put their big girl pants on and keep going she may not have taken into account people's major problems like extreme poverty or having children that are hospitalized, having major illness, things that this book probably wouldn't be up your alley if you're having larger struggles in life. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm just going to review the main points. If the book helps you, then take what you learned and keep going. And if it doesn't, hey, that's okay too. Let's talk books. So the author wants you to ask yourself this question. Do you have any of these beliefs? And they are, I will never get my dream job. I will never have the relationship or sex life that I want. I might never have the car or house I want. So she says, do you believe these things that you're never going to kind of get what you want or deserve and that it's just not possible to change things? This is where she sees the flaws in people's thinking that millions of women tell themselves lies But she reminds us that we are fully in control of our lives and that you have the power to change your life and break out of this negative thinking. So how do we act on our dreams and our goals now? The first point the author wants to make is please stop breaking promises to yourself. Now, New Year's is coming up, right? This is kind of one of those times where I think a lot of people might break promises to themselves because they set all these lofty New Year's goals, like I'm going to change this, that, this, that, and the other. And then they don't actually make the changes. Maybe because they set too many goals or too big of goals. And instead of starting small and doing things one step at a time. So in the book, there's an example of, let's say you promise yourself that in six months, you're going to be able to run a race, maybe a 10K or a half marathon. Keep those changes realistic. So the first week, if you're not a runner, maybe you agree to promise yourself to run one mile three times in the week and kind of realistically build up from there. So making a plan 
and keeping the promises that we make to ourselves helps you believe that you can make changes. I believe this is what the author is trying to say. If we believe we're going to make, make our changes and we keep those promises we have to ourselves and make sure they're not something that we can't do, something that we are able to fit into our week, then this creates trust within ourselves. Another great example example the book gives is what if you had a friend, let's call this friend Sally, good old Sally. Sally is always canceling plans at the last minute with really, really bad excuses. Like, so sorry, girl, I was watching Netflix and I just didn't feel like coming to your birthday party or yeah, I know we had lunch plans and five minutes while you're sitting at the restaurant, she texts you, sorry, I was painting my toenails and they're not dry yet. Like just silly excuses, right? I don't know if we'd be friends with Sally for a very long time. So this is similar to how we treat ourselves that we want to keep those promises. So another point the author makes is that you should build a new, higher expectation of yourself. And how do we do this? She thinks, Rachel Hollis thinks, that we should not take no for an answer. So she explains in her own life that she wanted to write a book. And I think her first book was Party Girl. And publishers were saying no to her book. Like they were like, it's not sexy enough. There's not enough sex scenes in it. And she didn't want to write about this stuff, apparently. Um, So she got a lot of of no's. All right, well, when when one door closes, we got to go open another one, is what her point is. So she self-published. And this book became a hit. And it sold a lot, a lot of copies. So it was still a success, even if she got the nose, because she didn't listen to the nose. She went and he found another door to open. So she cautions that you should not listen to other people's negativity. So if someone says, oh, you're never going to be able to do that, or, you know, that's kind of an impossible dream, Now, you can believe these people or you can believe in yourself and keep going with the dream. Another famous person that wrote a book, Julia Childs, it took her a decade to write one of her most popular books. So Rachel Hollis says that often the other problem is that people give up too soon. So they don't have the patience to keep building on something they're working on. They think, you know, after a couple months, if it's not successful, or even a year or two, that they should just give up and pack it in. But she reminds us that great things take time to build. Let's think about the pyramids in Egypt. Yes, they had a lot of workers that they made do the work, but obviously those beautiful, beautiful pyramids took a lot of time and it was not done overnight. It took, 
it took years and years and years. So another example of this is the movie Avatar, which was one of the biggest hits ever in movie history, took 15 years to make. So the point is, great things take time. Do not give up. Do not give up. Do not lose your patience. One step at a time. Another big point. Do not believe you have to settle for a boring sex life. All right, ladies, do not settle. This author says that when she met her husband, her and her husband were kind of inexperienced and they had a really boring vanilla sex life for a while because she didn't know any better. But then she's like, why should I live like this? Like, that's supposed to be an exciting part of life. So step one was embrace your own body. She realized that when she was with her husband, she was worried so much. Was he judging her stomach? Was it too soft? Did he think her butt was too big? But the truth is, he didn't care. He thought she was beautiful the way she was. So when she let go of these worries, which is a really, really hard thing to do, she was able to kind of accept her body as it is and look at it differently. The other thing she changed was she expected an orgasm each time they had sex. She made this clear to her husband that that was her expectation and he was willing to work with her. So this had her getting to know her own body and they committed to having sex every day for a month. They called it Sexy September or Naughty November and she committed to never having sex without getting the orgasm. So things became a lot more spicy in their life. The next point in the book is that you cannot control the chaos of your house or family. So if you're a parent out there, you know that kids get sick. There's unexpected hospital visits that come up. All sorts of things. So instead of getting all out of whack when these chaotic things come up, because you can't control them, right? You can't control when your kids get sick. Instead of getting, I don't know, all crazy and angry, she suggests that you embrace and accept it and laugh at the chaos and go with it, right? Because it's something, if you can't control it, you can only change your mindset about it. She also suggests saying yes to anyone willing to offer you help at any level, small or big. So if your partner is going to help with the laundry, but maybe they're not a great folder, just accept it. If your mother-in-law is willing to come over and help, or your mother or your father, you know, say yes to that help. Thank them. She also suggests, even though this is hard for a lot of women, is do not allow your weight to define who you are. Often in our culture, she 
admits that women have trouble with their own body image because we are a social media obsessed society and it's hard not to think about your own body and compare it to others or think that you don't look like the ideal type. So not allowing your body image to control you is what she suggests, even though she knows it's hard. And the author says, congratulations for anyone that doesn't have body image issues. She thinks that's amazing. So this part is the part that sounded a little harsh. It's, and the author admits this, but your body is a gift. So she feels that you shouldn't treat it badly. And if you want to lose weight and be healthy, that you should work hard to change those things. So don't just be like, hey, this is, I'm just overweight and that's just the way it is. She suggests you work hard to change those things so that you can move and be healthy and give your body all the things it needs. So even though she admits this sounds a little harsh, she doesn't believe that you need to be perfect like society says you do but that you should make efforts to be able to move easily, like walking or jogging or going up and down stairs without getting overly winded. To do this, she simply says, eat less calories than you burn and you will lose weight. Also, she suggests to avoid looking at models or comparing yourselves to people that you believe are the ideal She also admits this is hard work, so you have to do prep, like eating healthy snacks, prepping these healthy snacks so you're not grabbing your kids' cookie crunch. Okay, cookie crunch cereal is a weakness of mine. I do often grab my kids' cookie crunch cereal, so I'm going to have to work on that. (laughs) Um, No, I'm fine with grabbing my kids' cookie crunch cereal. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not going to stop doing that. Okay. So... One of the last points, not the very last, but one of the last, is to embrace diversity. I love this one. This this is probably my favorite part in the book. But embrace diversity to have a more interesting and productive life. So Rachel Hollis was raised in a very, very white area. And she didn't really see a lot of diversity till she was older. But when she was around diversity, she was at first like, what's going on? But then she was like, this is great. And she realized how much being around people that are different from you teaches you. So she actually says in the book that she realized when she was older, the church she went to was primarily white. So they changed churches to go to a more diverse one. So she suggests you make changes in your life. It doesn't have to be church, but can you put yourself in environments where there's more diversity so that you can learn from different people, that you can be around people that think differently than you? This helps you grow and it expands your mindset and all around it's good for you, which This part of the book I 100% agree with. The final point 
is to envision your dreams and fantasize to help you move forward. The author tells a funny story about fantasizing about marrying Matt Damon for many years when she was obsessed with him as a teenager. She went as far as picturing them getting married and what their kids would look like. Many, many years later, she met Matt Damon and thought, oh, this is it. This is the start of when we meet and get married. But he was merely asking her a question about his seating arrangements. So even though your visions don't work out exactly as you plan, they're still really good for helping you move forward. She visualized a purse that she wanted And instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to make all this money and be rich, she visualized one little thing that she wanted to get to. And then she made a goal of she would buy that purse when she charged a client $10,000 for the first time. So she tied a tangible action to a goal and made that goal happen. So if you write down your goals and you tie things to them that you'll do once you hit your goals, imagine what it would feel like to hit your goals. This will help you go forward. She stresses there's only one shot in this life. It's not a dress rehearsal. Stop expecting less than you deserve. Get out there and make it happen. Because if you're thinking, if I had a different house, a different man, a different job, then things could be different. This only limits you. So grab the wheel and start driving. Stop comparing yourself to others and only be the best version of yourself and better than you were yesterday. I hope you enjoyed this book club book review. Have a great day.